Well, good morning, good morning. This is actually take two. Um, apparently, the audio for the podcast I just recorded um, didn't save. So, hey, it's out there in the ether somewhere. So, I'm sure somebody heard it. But anyways, good morning, good morning. It is Wednesday, hump day, February 20th. Um, snow is coming down and we are looking at, oh, I don't know, somewhere between maybe two to 10 inches. They're not exactly sure with some amazing coating of ice on top. So yes, so this is Creation Conversations with Cheryl. Um, and I realized uh, that first podcast, I didn't really give um, people a lot of information of actually who I am because I know there's going to still be some people that maybe have listened and uh, they have no idea who this crazy lady is talking about choosing or you know, whatever else I might start talking about, you know, because sometimes I get a little bit weird. So just, you know, you know, bear with me. But uh, so I thank you again for listening uh, a second time and, you know, stumbling along this uh, journey with me as I journey into podcast land and, you know, experience and learn and grow and all of this. So again, still bear with me along this journey as a uh, I'm still learning, learning the ropes, so to speak. Um, so it's not exactly comfortable for me. It's just, it's different for sure. So anyways, yeah, so me, um, again, my name is Cheryl, Cheryl Gallagher. And wow, let's see. Um, hmm. Wow. So I've already pretty much sort of was since a little one, always looking outside and, you know, like, asking questions and, you know, wanting to grow or just like, look over here, look over there. And just that sort of continual, just life is amazing. And just seeing all the things that we can experience in it, from it. And uh, that's sort of who I am. And probably if you're listening to this, it's probably who you are as well, at least to some, you know, some degree, always questioning, looking and growing, searching. Um, So growing up, you know, mom, dad, uh, younger brother, um, nine years younger than me. Um, so he came along when I was a little bit older. So that was sort of a, you know, someone who sort of tended to him for a bit, um, helped my mom out and, uh, growing up, you know, you always have your good stuff. Well, you know, I guess it's all perspective, really good stuff, stuff that, Ooh, kind of made you go, Oh, you know, want to sort of hide away. Um, yeah. So, you know, my father was more mentally, emotionally abusive growing up, lots of screaming, lots of yelling, uh, things like shooting guns out of the window at two in the morning. Um, again, uh, emotional manipulation, wanting to kill himself, saying he's going to kill himself if, you know, we didn't say like we loved him and, you know, just some very, some craziness. Um, and, you know, I just want to share a little bit of my story, not to play the victim, not to go, oh my God, that poor person. More just about, so where we, where we can go with these things. We've all been through something. We've all had things or lessons or growth or places in our life where instead of maybe going, well, oh my gosh, or that's horrible or that's, you know, what's wrong there? Maybe one of the questions I've sort of looked at more in the last couple of years and I've heard, which I'm like, that's amazing, 
is what's right about it? What's right about it? You might say, well, a child being abused growing up or mentally, emotionally, or, you know, well, there's nothing right about that. However, you know, for myself, that's not true. And I learned a lot growing up and, you know, I learned to find my strength. Um, you know, I will say that it was sort of a time when I was growing up, you know, I did just sort of survive in some ways where you sort of block out and hide and, you know, have my imaginary friends, which are very real. Definitely were definitely real when I was younger and they still are around now. Yes, I told you it's going to get a little weird sometimes. And, um, and this is also me being completely vulnerable about who I am, what I am, and just what I know. Um, so yeah, so imaginary friends, I had my blankie <laughs> growing up. I had it for oh, about 26 years until I sort of challenged, I think, the universe going, I don't need a physical item. Like, I don't need those things. And suddenly the blanket went away. Anyway, um, so, you know, just sort of, you know, sur- like I said, survive, but just, you just got through. You didn't really thrive maybe much. You look for those happy places, like I said, my friends and, um, you know, my dogs, my cats, my blankie, um, and the places actually I sort of went to in my mind, my martial arts, um, that became a, a source of um, focus for me, more because my life was going out of control and I want to sort of maintain some control of something. And I think sometimes we go through that. We go through that place where we feel like we have no control over our lives. And then we go to a place where we feel like we need to control something. Um, and sometimes we find it and sometimes we don't. Um, but so the martial arts sort of became that for me. So you know, young girl, and that's, I just dived right in, uh, like teens, and then my late teens, my father ended up, um, uh, going to prison for raping a girl, um, and I dived harder into martial arts, into myself, um, to control sort of the insanity, and the chaos, and, uh, you know, my mom, you know, she kept together, she kept the house, she, you know, she worked, she, you know, she did what she had to do to make it happen. So I do applaud her for that um, and thank her for that. So much gratitude there. Anyway, so the martial arts diving deep into that within myself and somewhere along the line, I sort of, sort of made it my mission to, you know, I sort of made my father's wrong, we'll say. Um, my mission to rectify, to redeem him somehow through teaching women self-defense. And I didn't recognize that until years later, um, that that's what was going on. Um, however, so I, I dived head in and, you know, started teaching women self-defense classes and, you know, college and just wherever, Girl Scouts, you know, wherever I could sort of help empower women not to hopefully go through what my father had done to somebody else and you know I met some amazing people uh, worked with an amazing uh, partner at the time Katie and she and her and I just you know we had a blast we really 
sort of played off each other and had a good time with it. And we had fun and it was not just serious, um, but you know, the whole point was empowering women in that moment to, you know, listen. Now, here's the cool thing I just sort of realized myself is that one of the first and foremost things in self-defense, as I always talked about, was awareness and intuition. Your awareness and your intuition is what saves you. Your awareness is what can make you not walk down like that alley, that dark alley, whether that's um, a figure of speech or metaphor or whether it's an actual alley Um, because you just know. You just know. And so that being said, when we sort of contract ourselves, contain ourselves, keep ourselves in a box. And what I mean by this is sort of like that place where we feel sort of small in life, like let's say like a victim. How much awareness do we have in that moment? How much are we looking down and, you know, not up and around and expanded? And, you know, you know, just sitting here right now watching my puppy play outside and looking back also, I remember talking about a study where, you know, thieves or muggers or whatever, they would look for those people that played the victim. Now, they didn't want to mess with the person that was completely big and expanded that was like this small lady because they did this like video of people and there's like this small lady was like, I don't know, they said like 110 pounds and she was walking very briskly down the street, expanded, expanded and completely vulnerable. Now that might seem like an oxymoron, (laughs) but what if actually vulnerability is our strength? What if being completely open, what if shutting those walls, those barriers, being completely vulnerable actually brings us to our awareness, which in turn could create us not walking down that alley. Haha, because we would be aware of that, whatever's lurking or whatever. Um, we need to be aware of in that moment. So what if actually, if we decided in this moment right now, and you don't have to, it's always a choice, start shedding some of those layers and just be you and be completely vulnerable. What does that look like? It may sound a little scary. It may seem a little strange. It's a place that I am still working on getting comfortable with. However, I've recognized and realized and come to just really acknowledge that in my vulnerability, like I don't need, I don't require those physical like things, like those martial arts, those moves and those strikes. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. I have them, you know, if I ever do require them. It's actually though the complete vulnerability, shedding the layers, being you, being completely expanded. And each and every moment, taking that breath and just lifting yourself, pushing yourself out. Being that amazing being that you truly are. 
That is true strength. That is true power. And that will help us get to true awareness. So everything is the opposite that it appears to be and nothing is the opposite that it appears to be. Does not make sense logically. Don't try to make sense of it. The whole sort of idea though of it is that we sort of have this picture of what we think strength maybe should look like and protection should look like. We think of protection being like maybe a moat around a castle or you know, the Great Wall of China, or I am not going there politically, not going there. Um, yeah, your mind might have went for a second. Bring it back. Um, or again, there's doors, there's locked doors, where maybe we've thrown away the key. What if we could unlock those doors? No. What if we just choose to unlock these doors? Maybe every day we unlock one. There might be a hundred doors. There might be a thousand doors that still need unlocking. Layers that layers and layers that need to be peeled. And what if in this moment we just unlocked one? Would you be willing to unlock just one or just drop one wall right now? Take a breath in and take a breath out wherever we are, standing, laying in a car, walking. Just notice the breath, notice the body. As we choose, if you choose, to lower that wall or unlock that door and recognize in that moment, in this moment right now, what that is creating. Now you might not notice much, you might not notice anything at all. You might go, wow, that feels a little bit lighter, maybe. <laughs> it might feel a little strange, it might be a little uncomfortable. The more and more I unlock my doors, the more and the more I destroy those walls or I ask my barriers just to lower. The more and more I begin to acknowledge the greatness in the vulnerability, the greatness acknowledging who we are, it changes something. It puts me in a place, it's put me in a place where, wow, I see so much more, I receive so much more, and it's still a process and a journey, and I'm okay with that. The more and more I become vulnerable. And I like to add in here, Would you be willing to not also, would you be willing to take judgment out? Judgment of yourself out. Yes. We still might have those moments where we do judge. And don't make yourself wrong for, don't judge yourself for judging. Um, Just recognize it. And maybe just go, wow, okay, yeah. Next moment is a whole new moment. Take the judging out of yourself. Stop contracting yourself. Expand. Again, I learned that years ago in self-defense and martial arts. The more you expand that energy, aha. Yes. It's not the contraction that keeps you safe, the shields that keep you safe. It's in the true expansion. And play with that a little bit. You know? 
lower the walls and expand your energy wherever you are and see what it could create. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, this is Cheryl Gallagher, Creation Conversations with Cheryl. Um, I am actually starting to do some sessions with people. Um, whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, whatever you require. Um, I also do massage therapy as well. If you would like to contact me, I, I am on Facebook. My business name is Equipoise, E-Q-U-I-P-O-I-S-E, Soul and Body Work. Find me on there, like me. And you can message me on there, of course, or you can send me a message at my email. It's E Q soul s-o-u-l and a-n-d bodywork at gmail.com feel free to send me shoot me an email um if you want to chat a little bit more send me a message um and you know you could schedule a session if you like if not that's cool if you're enjoying the podcast awesome share it with people share it with your friends um and you know know what you know own what you know and your vulnerability have an awesome amazing day and whoo how's it get any better than this